One of our favorite skincare brands, Murad, has launched a podcast called Well Connected by Murad, connecting the dots between science and wellness. With content contributions from leading experts, including board-certified MDs, prestigious university professors, and other authorities within the wellness science community, there are stories on the skin, the body, and the mind. With headlines like, mirror gazing isn't vain and does wonders for stress and mental health, Ash. I love a mirror. <laughs> also, love yourself and stay hydrated, you beautiful, capable human, by female collective founder Candace Reels. And the first season of the podcast includes guest appearances from Charlotte Zoller, author of the Team Vogue column, Ask a Fat Girl, and Dr. Muneeb Shah, who debunks viral skincare myths. Just like the Murad products, it's science, but it's not stuffy. It's clinical, but it's cool. And it's by a doctor, but it's hardly dull. Find the digital magazine at wellconnected.murad.com and the podcast Well Connected by Murad wherever you listen to your podcasts. And Murad's efficacious skincare products can be found at Ulta and Murad.com. Use code AskAshley at checkout for a special discount. Be sure to use our code AskAshley at Murad.com for 20% off products site-wide, plus free shipping with your purchase of $60 or more. Ask Ashley. Yep, that's me. And me. <laughs> oh, best friend. We killing them. No, no friends. Get rid of them. Who these new niggas? Yeah, I ain't feeling them. Yeah. It's just me and my twin in them. Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> Ashley. Let me tell you one thing that used to piss my mom off when I was a little girl. Calling me Ashley. Listen, that's like a kid thing to do. Everyone called us Ashley. I can remember I had this cousin and he used to always call me Ashley. Ashley. It's like there's no uh, it's just Ashley. No A in the middle of it. No. Who knew you would ever have someone to share in that way? Share the pain and suffering. Oh my God, what a tragic childhood. What were your nicknames when you were a kid? Do you like to do this to me? We did this, remember? I feel really oh, you bad. you don't have nicknames. Yeah, and I feel really bad about it. Yeah, but like you danced, right? Yeah. Like on your dance team, no one like gave you a nickname like Quick Twitch Ash or... <laughs> no, none of that. Ashley always fit. It was six characters. Yeah. And if people were going to shorten it, it would be Ash. It was trash. Yeah, see, I feel like I had a lot of nicknames. Not all of them were nice, but. (laughs) (laughs) All right, give me fire off three of them right now. Smashly. Ooh, you whore. No, that was actually what the girls on my softball team called me because they used to smash the ball. Smashly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that before. You don't know what they were saying behind your back, sis. Listen, I wasn't even having sex in high school, so no one could say anything about me. Why is it that people like me and you who weren't having sex in high school love pointing out the fact that we weren't having sex in high school? Because it's kind of like a fucking vegan. You know how vegans have to tell you? Unbelievable. (laughs) That's funny. No, yeah. So they couldn't have called me Smashly for smashing any dudes in high school. It was strictly for smashing the softball. And then I talked about my other nickname that Sterling Brown called me Mustachely and... That's because I had a mustache. They did really love to play with your actual name. In the name. Yeah. 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 And DJ Anal. DJ Anal? Okay. I know. 
DJ A No, like A dot N O. A to the N O. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the eighth wonder of the world. I'm really, I'm starting to feel better about the fact that I didn't have any nicknames. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm good over here. I'm good over here. No. Whatever. No, that's cute. But honestly, you know, the one that t- always takes the cake in my book. Deshaun's hmm. nickname for you is the cutest thing ever. What is his nickname for me? What do you know? Oh, ooh, there's more. I'm not talking about the nickname in the bedroom, sis. I just mean the one he <laughs> says out loud freely. What this is, is well, uh, because he's had Munch. a few. Oh, Munch. okay. So you've Munch. heard him call me Munch because he used yeah. to call me Munchy much more. Like he gave me a necklace that actually says Munchy on it. Like that's how much he used to call me that. But now he doesn't call me that as much. So I didn't know if you have heard him call me that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's cute because it's actually really appropriate for you too. Yeah. Cause like I'm it's always a, it's dead on. And so that's why it's so cute. It's like, oh yeah. Deshaun is someone who is very good at nicknames. Like the nicknames that he's created for people just in his life in general. I snack a lot. I always have. And so that was like an ongoing joke with us. And he would just started calling me Munchie. Charlie, he calls Bam Bam or Bam for short. Thank you. Yeah. And then Chase, he calls Pooch. He does Super call her cute. Pooch. Oh. I know. Super cute. I didn't know it actually was like special to her. I thought it was a word he used regularly. Oh, no. Those. Yeah. Pooch is special to her. She's Pooch. And then Charlie is Bam Bam. And he also has a good nickname. Everyone calls him Dido. And that came from Debo because he used to like fight a lot and like punk people at school. So they would call him Debo. And then I don't know how it became Dido. Hmm. We're going to have to ask one of his friends about that. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Happy to be here with you this week. I'm happy to be here too. Very happy. So I feel like I haven't spoken to you. I know I've been kind of overwhelmed and worn down. Mm-hmm. I'm in need of a vacation. Did you not just come back from a vacation? That was, that was not a vacation, but I will say I had a very cool experience this week. I got to go to Tequila, Mexico for work. And it was dope to see the city and then to hear about the history and like how the tequila is made, but not only that, you can only call it a tequila if it's made in tequila. Did you know this? Yes. So there's other agave spirits, but they mm-hmm. have to call them that. They mm-hmm. can't call it tequila. And I learned that this week, thought it was cool. I might be mistaken, but I think it might be the same for cognac as well. It is. Yeah, it is the same. Yeah, it's the same for cognac as well, because it comes from the cognac region in Mm -hmm. France. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's interesting. So that was a cool experience, but that was not a vacation. That was work. And you called me wasted off the tequila. I mean, I think I was drunk because I wasn't pounding shots, but it was like sipping on it all day long, like throughout Mm -hmm. the day mixed with getting no sleep equaled me. I passed out at like eight (laughs) o'clock. Listen, you called me. I was actually sleeping. You guys were so wasted. And I was like, what the 
is going on here? <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to I got to go. But they look like they're having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of tequila, Mexico. Yeah. But not speaking of tequila, Mexico. Speaking of Tijuana, Mexico. What? I have to tell you about this new Instagram page I found today. What is it? That basically is the doctor buster for these social media yes. Instagram girls that lists all the doctors of where they get their bodies done at. This is amazing. And the girl who runs the page, she got a gastric sleeve done in Tijuana, Mexico. Yeah. I've never been to Tijuana, but I have heard people say that Tijuana is, I mean, obviously there's bad parts of it, but there's also beautiful parts of Tijuana. Well, that's what the girl said on her Instagram page. She had planned to stay in San Diego and just like take the drive over to Tijuana on the day of her procedure. Yeah. But she ended up having such a decent time in Tijuana. She ended up staying there at a nice hotel. And Mm -hmm. so Tijuana gets a bad rep. But I think I've heard the same, that it's actually beautiful there. And they have some good hotels. And it's kind of like a thing. Okay, well, Tijuana, Tequila, Mexico, we just need to, you know. Let's do it. You want a a BBL? I don't want a BBL, actually. (laughs) You don't need a BBL. Listen, what was that song? She got no ass and no titties, she'll tin now. She got no ass and no titties, she'll tin now. I know, it's so messed up. Every time I sing that, I'm like, that is actually so f***ed up. And this is the world that we're living in. I was talking to a guy friend of mine this week, and he was talking about this chick that he's talking to. And he was like, yeah, she's in Miami. Like, she's about to get a BBL today. I can't wait to see. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's nuts. This is her second one also. That's the other thing that people are not talking about. I also heard a couple dudes say, yeah, but I don't know nobody that just got just one. You can get the BBL, but you have to maintain the BBL. So if you don't, then your fat's going to come back. It's going to come back weird. It's going to come back disproportionate. And so, yeah, if you're going to get the BBL, more power to you, sis. But like you have to also understand that that's not just where it ends for you. Listen, plastic surgery is a rich man's sport. Yeah. He said this BBL costs 16K. Yeah. And what's happening is people are putting together their coins to go and get the procedure, but then not having all the coins to maintain it right, to get it updated, like all that shit. Mm-hmm. That's why for so many years, it wasn't for everybody. No, I I sometimes think about it because you know how I'm like one a big a big ass, but ultimately I can't do it. Also, you can't even sit on your butt for like six weeks. Yes. Who wants to do that? Oh my God, corny, lame, boo, tomato, 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 I'm throwing tomatoes. So Tijuana tequila, to be honest with you, we don't shouldn't go anywhere. We're safe right now in our country because the world is a f-ed up place right now. This war in Ukraine is mm-hmm. awful. It's very difficult to watch unfold. And I can only imagine how difficult it is to be over there. Yeah, I mean, I think we would be remiss not to first just take a second to send our thoughts and our prayers to those people that are going through a tragedy, right? To have to leave everything that they've built their lives around, to have it taken doesn't feel like enough of a word. Destroyed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These people's lives, their homes, their families, 
completely destroyed. That's mm-hmm. that country will never be the same. Look at the countries that have been through shit like this, how long yeah. it takes. You know, we didn't talk about it last week. And, you know, people that don't know shit about politics love to get vocal on politics sometime like yeah. this. One of the things that's irking me most is the complaint about gas prices. Oh, right. Well, I drive a Tesla, so I don't even think about the gas prices. <laughs> and I feel my car tank up two times a month, not to be insensitive to those people that are struggling with it. But yeah, I haven't quite felt that piece of it yet. But I did spend one night probably reading like two hours worth of articles on how to survive a nuclear bomb if one hits. Well, that's the crazy part Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you don't want to survive it. You don't. No, pretty. I'm telling you, it's really everything that happens after the bomb explodes and the particles and everything in the air that really you up. Right. So you basically have to be inside and indoors and not exposed to any air for like 30 days after. So this is my question, um, because I was very involved in watching CNN nonstop, and then it was becoming very difficult. So I'm a little bit, I'm probably a little bit dated in my knowledge, but I know that they had like taken over the nuclear plant Mm -hmm. and like that was a major concern. So is the nuclear side of this still a major concern? I read, you know, me nerding out. Yeah. Read a bunch of articles. Basically, there are like pacts and treaties in place between nations that mm-hmm. limit the number of nuclear weapons they can have, but also put watch on each other's nuclear weapons. Right. Now, that's not to say that someone's not doing something that we don't know about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like anything can yeah. be happening. But yeah. So, yes, it seemed like a threat mm-hmm. when Putin was like um, putting my nuclear arms reserves on standby or whatever right. the words he used. But then once I started reading about it, it would be like, he'd be hard pressed to actually use nuclear weapons. Got it. It's just scary for me because when you think about Putin and like the things that he's doing, he's not playing by any rules, the rules of war, whatever those are, he's completely going against all of those. Like the most recent thing that I saw was that they actually bombed a children's hospital. Mm-hmm. Like what the f- well, that's something I don't remember what I was watching at this point, but more than watching his nuclear weapons, the United mm-hmm. States is watching his mental health and his decision making. Yeah. How we react will determine how he responds and how he responds is so kind of not chartable right now. He's all over the place. He's not playing by any rules of war. So it's very scary. Mm-hmm. But a nuclear blast comes in six stages. First, there's a flash of light, then a wave of heat, then a release of nuclear radiation, then a fireball, then a blast of air, and then finally the radioactive fallout. So how long does this process take? It happens seconds. very quickly, yeah. within a few seconds. But modern warning systems will likely give you some time to react. So in January 2018, for example, the state of Hawaii warned residents that a ballistic missile was inbound. It was a false alarm, but state officials estimated that it had been a real missile. The amount of time from warning to impact would have likely been 12 minutes. But like, what are you going to do? So a blast zone 
of a nuclear explosion breaks down into three areas. So if you're in the severe damage zone, the area that's consumed by the fireball, your chances of surviving are low, but you could live through it if you have the right shelter. Mm -hmm. Around the edges of the blast is the moderate and light damage zones. So in that area, there is room for survival. No matter which damage zone you're in, the safest place to be during a nuclear blast is in a large, secure building. Those buildings are better to survive against blast, heat, and radiation. If it's got a basement, go in there. And they say the most important thing to do is to get inside and stay inside. It's also important not to look at the bright flash of light as the Mm. bomb detonates. It will blind anyone looking at it. The blindness is only temporary, though, lasting for a few minutes. But the blinding effects of a nuclear flash can reach 10 miles from the blast zone. And then how long does it permeate the air, the radioactive part of it? Okay, so it says sheltering in a building is extremely important for surviving the next stage of the blast, the heat wave. The thermoblast of a five megatron warhead will be about 15 miles the blast is so powerful, it can steer away pain nerves while causing third degree burns. Come on. So after the air blast comes the radiation, which is what you were asking. Mm-hmm. Because that's ultimately what the long term effects of it. Correct. Yeah. So the nuclear blast will suck up thousands of pounds of dirt and debris and coat that debris with the fission products produced during the explosion. After it stabilizes miles up in the air, the heavier particles will come down and those will be radioactive. After 15 minutes after the initial blast, the fallout will begin to move through the atmosphere and pepper to the ground. Being far away from the material is what's going to change your outcome. The longer you're in contact with radioactive material, the more it'll eat away at your body. But under stronger doses of radiation, the body melts from the inside out. Come on. Your clothing will absorb a lot of the fallout. Simply getting rid of clothing that like that can go a long way towards keeping you safe. Strip. And if you can get those clothes into a plastic bag and get the bag as far away from you as possible. If you can't shower, use water from a sink or a bottle and a damp cloth to wipe down your skin with fo- focus on areas that were exposed. Do not use conditioner in your hair. The unique chemical properties and conditioner will bind radioactive material to your hair. Come on. Well, basically, like there's not really a way to survive it unless you're far. Yeah. So basically, if you close, you might as well just die in the blast. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just started thinking like, all right, let's imagine New York City is going to get hit. I don't stand a chance. Yeah. That's when it pays to be in like Ohio or somewhere. Or like at home in my mom's. Yeah. <laughs> because definitely New York would probably be probably New York or D.C. is probably the number one spot in America. But I will tell you what I have heard over the past week. I've been hearing like government planes over the Hudson, like louder aircrafts. I actually started writing down the flight times. Yeah. I do also think that New York would be one of the harder places to hit. Yeah. So it's more protected probably than some other places as well. I think the thing that's most interesting to me is we've studied history in World War II and like all the devastation and the the death and just the destruction. Mm -hmm. But now it's happening in real time. And it's just so scary. It is. And just to see the people. And it was like they, you know, they were living a normal life. And then all of a sudden overnight, it's just destroyed. And even these people leave, they don't, they're not going to have anything to come back to. And it's sad. 
have a question, Ash. Yeah. Have you heard of any good organizations to donate to or anything to help the refugees that are coming out of Ukraine right now? No. You know, I, I have to be honest. I was really off put from really wanting to help when I saw the way that the African refugees were being treated. Me too. And I know that the refugees as a whole are all in a f-ed up situation. And I guess I shouldn't try to even pick who I care about. But also they're picking but favorites. Also, so thank you. Might as well. It's also because oh, so, the so we talking that, teams. Yeah. Since we're talking teams, <laughs> yeah. let's talk them. You know let's what I'm talk. saying? I didn't want to yeah. talk teams, but now we're talking teams. I saw one day on CNN, there was just a line and it was all brown or black people in this line. The line hadn't moved. And then you look to the left and then there was another line that was much shorter and moving. And the lady was saying how it was moving. But the way that they're phrasing it is that, well, that's the line for Ukrainian citizens. Correct. But we know what you're doing. (laughs) You can say what you want, but we know what you're doing. And it's sad. Yeah. And it's It's really really sad. sad. But I also do love the way that our people bind together to try to share resources immediately, right? Like yeah. when we see our people not being treated right, we know how to stand up for our people as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But we can't sit here for too much longer. The people have been dealing with this war in their real lives and they came here for an escape, damn it. An escape, Ash. Okay. Infertility is an issue that most people don't want to talk about, but we have all had to have those difficult conversations that are important. Just a few weeks ago, I shared a story about how the ultrasound tech at my gyno told me I looked like I was perimenopausal. I freaked out at the thought, not because I'm ready for another baby, but more so because the idea that I possibly couldn't have anymore was enough to make me spiral. Listen, ladies, being a woman comes with some tough realities. We may not actually be the superhumans we think we're designed to be, but there are podcasts just like ours that provide safe spaces for women to explore difficult conversations like infertility. In the new podcast, Baby or Best, fertility doctor, patient, and influencer, Dr. Laura Shaheen, assembles medical experts and former infertility patients to guide anyone trying to conceive. This show isn't afraid to ask the uncomfortable questions with a warm intimacy and also a sense of humor. It's right up the Ask Ashley Alley. Shatter the stigma around trying to conceive. Listen to Baby or Bust on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I mean, we could talk about things I saw on the internet this week. What did you see on the internet? Well, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a Chris Brown fan. Not as much as I used to be. Like, how did you not outgrow being a Chris Brown fan? I don't know. I just didn't. I mean, I did. Don't get me wrong. I have outgrown it in a way that I am not physically attracted to him anymore. Okay. Okay. Yes. Thank God. At least like, I used to think Chris Brown was hot, but now I'm like, no, Chris Brown isn't hot anymore. Like, okay, Ashley, we've moved on. However, I think he's talented and I think it's sad to watch some of the things that happened to him. Yep. And so, you know how he was facing some type of rape allegation. I didn't know that. Actually. Okay. So basically the woman came out and said that he drugged and raped her while at a party in Miami in December of 2020. Wow. Yes. The woman is saying that this happened in December of 2020. She just filed the lawsuit in January 27th of 2022. Oh no. Yeah. I don't know if it even made the podcast, but me and you have talked about women 
doing this and how we feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I battle with this. <laughs> I battle with it because yes, I'm a woman and you know, I know that rape happens and there's a lot of women that actually go through this yep. and I feel for them, but I feel that there are other women that lie and then they take away from the actual victims. And so I have a problem with it. So what happened this week is that the Miami police department recovered text messages from the woman's phone, which basically went against her story. There were text messages where she was reaching out to him, wanting to hook up with him again, constantly. Her language was very specific. Like I want to you again. Not how you feel about your rapist. Not at At all. all. After all of this came out, Her lawyers dropped her, so they're no longer representing her. And now Chris is going to file a lawsuit against her. As he should. Well, yeah. And that was the thing. I saw a meme. It said, any person who makes false rape allegations deserves to go to prison. And I wanted to know what you think about that. This is like that question you like too. that if someone doesn't tell you about an STD, should they go to jail? Yeah. I feel like false rape allegations have been embedded in our country's history Mm -hmm. and have been the the fall of the black man for a lot of unjustified years. Yeah. So I I do feel like lying about rape is something that's a huge deal. The mm-hmm. way that you could ruin a man's life is unmatched. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, but I don't know if someone should go to jail or if it really is up to our law enforcement to properly contain these allegations until they have some validity. Right. Rape accusations that are not fully, fully developed, developed like, yet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Should not be made public information. It's ruining people's lives. Well, what's interesting is they protect the vic, the quote unquote victim. Like she's a Jane Doe. Okay. We don't know who she is, but no, it needs Chris to be Brown John is implicated. That's what I'm saying yeah. until we know for sure. Because even if the case gets tossed out, which it seems like it's going to at this point, yeah. it's not fair that a victim who falsely accuses him can remain anonymous. Yep. But he's going to now have to walk around with this cloud, whereas now she should be walking around with a cloud over her head. Like I falsely accused someone of rape because I wanted some money. Well, you know what I think is interesting? And I don't know when this changed. I don't know if it was social media. I don't know if you remember, but like there was negative stigmas attached to people that wanted to speak out against public figures. Mm -hmm. There's no longer that stigma attached and people will speak out against public figures much more freely. And oftentimes not even for the money, but for sometimes just for attention. Yeah. And it used to be that attention was negative attention and people didn't want it, but Mm -hmm. now people will take any attention, positive, negative. It it doesn't matter. They just want the attention. Yeah. And I'll tell you whose attention she didn't get. Chris Brown's, which is what she really wanted, which is what she really wanted. And then she got mad. That's nuts. It's nuts. Mm. So that's what I did see on the internet this week. Internet's a nasty place. It's a nasty, nasty place. 
This generation may have the largest influx of young leaders since the civil rights movement. They're starting their own organizations, finding ways to empower youth and culture. They're standing up and they're speaking out. McDonald's is not only a brand that supports the Gen Z leaders of the future by elevating their voices, but they're showcasing their efforts and the impact they're having on the world. All you have to do is head over to We Are Golden on Instagram to check out some of the amazing stories, a part of the Future 22 campaign, which celebrates Gen Z leaders across the country who are making an impact on their communities right now. Young leaders like Anya Dillard, the 18-year-old activist who started the Next Gen Come Up, a nonprofit that encourages encourages activism and community service. Or Parisia Hutchinson, a Howard student that tutors kids and volunteers at shelters that feed the homeless and community organizations that help the youth. Get inspired by these stories and 22 more on Instagram at We Are Golden. You know a crispy chicken sandwich is going to be fire when it comes in its own personal foil-lined bag meant to retain heat. No, but why do I feel like I'm opening a present as I unroll the little folds at the top to unveil my beautiful sandwich? Right? And then there's like a steam that comes out of the bag as you open it that only adds to the experience. It is quite the experience. They really thought that one through over there. When I'm finished with my sandwich, I put the bag to my mouth like a bag of chips and I just sprinkle all the crispy crumbs into my mouth. Mm -mm -mm. McDonald's really is the best destination for a great tasting chicken sandwich. Head over to your local McDonald's to pick up your crispy chicken sandwich today. It's our Dear Young Queen meme of the week. Do, 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 do. This meme of the week says, if you see my man out with someone, do not mind your business. FaceTime me and hand him your phone. Amazing. So we asked this question at a Dear Young Queen dinner that's similar to this. If you catch a friend's man mm-hmm. out cheating, would you tell her? Yeah. And one of the guests at the dinner in New York City said, I'm not going to tell my friend. I'm going to go over to him and his date. I'm going to introduce myself. I'm going to be like, hey, I'm Ashley. Who's this, your cousin? Yeah. So that he's forced to yeah. introduce who the person is. Amazing. I was with her with that. But then when I saw this, I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You don't even got to get in this, sis. No. Walk up to the table and hand him your phone. Let me handle it. Right. You Just ain't got to say shit to him. But imagine, really, truly imagine. It is not some shit and your homegirl's overreacting and you and your homegirl then concocted a plan to get on FaceTime and blow this up and he's sitting across from his cousin for real. For real. And then you look like a damn fool. Yeah. You have a story? What happened? <laughs> no, I don't have a story. I, My stories all fall on the other side of this of people not telling me things. So <laughs> I don't really have much to say about this. Do you feel like people would tell you if Deshaun was doing something? Or would they be? So what's interesting is that early on, yeah, people would tell me. But I think what happens is that your friends get tired of it. (laughs) (gasps) You have to know your friends. So you have to know what your friend's going to do with it. If I run back and I'm like, well, Ashley saw you out with so-and-so. What were you doing? And da-da-da-da-da. But then I stay with him. Then now I've thrown you under the bus. You look like the ops. You're my friend. He's my man. It's a whole mess. You're right. You got to know your friend. It's true. 
you got to know your friend. And so while this is hilarious and I did initially think FaceTime me, right. Run the phone. I did think about it. I'm like, yeah, actually, sis, you could play us both. We could both end up looking real stupid. Looking a fool. I feel like we're at a point now where like maybe this isn't the best way to handle the situation. Like in your 20s. Yeah, do it, sis. Jump off the ledge, like go all the way. Like, but now, now we in our thirties and maybe just take a beat. Yeah. Take a beat. Take a beat. These are 20 something problems. Straight up. Yeah. So it's my favorite time. Talk to me, whore. So TV time is back with a vengeance because if you've been an Ask Ashley listener from the beginning, our very first episode ever, we talked about a show called Love is Blind. Well, Ash, Love is Blind is back. Season two. And all the rage, apparently. I saw Kim Kardashian tweeting this week. No way. I'm obsessed with Love is Blind. I can't stop watching some like something along those lines. Yeah, some people missed the first season, but nobody's missing this season. Well, we should just say spoiler alert right yeah. now. <laughs> spoiler alert. So if you have not seen it, if you're waiting to watch it, fast forward. Yeah, because we're about to ruin it for you. Straight up. Where you want to start? Because I finished it in like two days. I couldn't get enough. So do you want to talk about the biggest messes first or the best parts? I want to start with your favorite couple of the whole season. Well, obviously it's Ayana and Jarrett. First of all, Ayana's the cutest thing I've seen in my entire life. He's so cute. When I saw them walk out and saw their height difference and how tiny she really was, I was like, how cute are they? She has such a wonderful smile and laugh. She giggles about everything. She just radiates. She's been through some shit in her life and still radiates joy. It is like, wow, this is, she's a solid human being. Yeah. She's very genuine and it, you could just see it through the TV. She looks like someone that we would want to hang out with. Now your man, Jared though. So Jared definitely made a, a mistake. I didn't like Mallory. But what I will say about Jared is that I watched him have two different conversations with Ayana and with Mallory. And I think that that happened a couple of times in this season when the, the couples were in the pods. We watched the men behave differently with different women. Mm-hmm. And for me, seeing that for real, it was kind of a shocker because I think that's actually what happens in real life, sis. Yeah. Like, I really do. No, I think, think so. Too. be certain with certain women mm-hmm. and so you don't understand like damn how could he be with her and it's like because he's a whole different with her you don't even know the dude with her so this is my question because ultimately you saw ayana basically being his second choice that's how ayana felt did you feel like she was his second choice yeah i did okay. i feel like if mallory would have ex- said oh i would say yes then he would have proposed to mallory <laughs> Do you feel like second choice when it comes to love is a bad thing? Well, what I saw play out in the show made me feel like maybe it's not. Sometimes you have to go through something else to realize what it is that you actually want. Or sometimes, you know, there's people who marry and are married for 10 years and then they divorce and 
that person is not right for them. And then they actually find their person and then they go on to be married for the rest of their lives or whatever. You know what I mean? Totally. That's, that's exactly what Vanessa Lachey shared on the reunion. Mm -hmm. She said, Hey, listen, I am. And let me tell you something from this man's second wife. Yeah. He thought he wanted to do it with someone else before. Yeah. And we've been happily married for X amount of years. Let's be honest. How often is the first person you choose to be in love with or the first person you say, I want to marry them. Do you actually really marry or end up with everybody? It's somebody else's not first choice. But I think the difference here is that they were at the same time. So like being someone's second wife, well, that person didn't know you when they married their first wife. This feels a little bit different because it really did feel like he wanted to be with Mallory. Mallory didn't want to be with him. And he tried to explain it away. Like I was going back and forth between the two of you, but you went in there ready to propose to Mallory and Mallory told you no. And then you loop back around to Ayana. I felt for Ayana and I don't know how you get over seeing that on TV. So during the reunion to like see it play out, that had to be tough. But she's very forgiving. She is. Well, that's one of the things that he said that he loved most about her was how strong she was in her resiliency and the way that she bounced back from that. I mean, it's admirable and that's a strong quality and that's what he saw in her also. So Mm -hmm. I I wish the best for them because ultimately they do feel like a good match. They really do. I do have the best for them as well. I can't have you. I really do. But since we were talking about Mallory, we might as well move on to Mallory and Sal. What this is all I want to say is you can tell tell Mallory with and Sal was the opposite. Period. So I don't know. It never felt right to me. Sal kept singing those damn songs. I was like, Sal, stop. It's embarrassing. It's cringy. I don't want to hear it. Okay, I have so much respect, but also so much confusion for Mallory. I feel exactly how you feel. Mallory dates is number one. Yeah. Number two, what Mallory is doing is what every girl wishes they could. And she said it. And she said it and she was doing it. I don't want to pick the guy I always pick. That's going to choose me second. That's not going to remind me of how beautiful I am. And she went for the guy that would do that. Mm hmm. She convinced herself she fell in love with who he is, not how he looked, not the fact that he was living with a roommate, not any of that shit, right? That he sang with a f-ing ukulele. None when of that. him and the roommate were singing the song in the apartment when they went to visit, I was like, this is when I got to let you go, my G. And she started crying. So I was confused. Yes, And that's what I'm saying. She was the most confusing character. But I'll yeah. tell you what I did not expect. I did not expect that when it came to Mallory and Sal saying, I do or I don't, Mm -hmm. that Sal would be the one to say, I don't. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough to watch. But like Sal, stop singing. That was a fatal error for him. Like maybe once or twice cute, but like don't keep doing it. And your damn ukulele. And it was just strange. You know who was also too much for me? Who? Coked out Shane. Listen, listen, I think it is crazy that the people at Netflix knew that that man was on coke like that and let him get all on camera. Yes, he was showing all the telltale signs, the way he was moving his mouth and stuff. I would be so interested to know, like, what actually went down in that fight between him and Natalie. I do not believe 
that Natalie knew he was a cokehead. You don't think at all ever? I don't think she knew until they got into the relationship. See, this is what I think, too. I think that in that fight, somehow she figured out like, oh, yeah, you're like an addict. Like you have a problem and I can't do this because he probably came home like in a coke induced rage or something because she said something about, oh, you drank too much. Non, you did too much coke today and I can't do this. They kept saying, are we going to really talk about this? Are we going to talk about this now? Are we going to do this on camera? Like they were protecting something. Mm hmm. And he kept saying, I apologize for it. I apologize for it. Yeah. Oh, I think she figured out that he's a drug addict. And she was like, I can't do this. But then Shayna is in love with this guy that she doesn't even realize. Exactly. Shayna over there. And that was interesting. She was giving me massive. um, Jessica. I mean, did they cast the same person? Essentially, they looked exactly for a, a new Jessica. They, they did. did. And they yep. found her and she gave them what they wanted because she was that girl. You know, this is sad, but Shayna's the blonde girl who falls for the jock blonde guy who thinks that he'll never fall in love with this Asian girl. Mm-hmm. And it was like white privilege on it steroids. Was. It was hard to watch. She was like, you guys know you're not connected. You know that it'll never work between you two. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, you literally know nothing about their connection. The only thing you know is how they look. Mm -hmm. That's nutty. It's nutty. Sometimes I wonder what the producers, what role the producers are playing in it. Because I believe that Shayna didn't actually want to say yes to Big Ears. What's his name? Kyle. Kyle. But I think that it just didn't even feel authentic. So... Part of me wants to believe just, you know, knowing reality television producers, that was sort of like a just say yes. And then it's going to play out well for TV. I think she was trying to buy herself more time on the show. Yeah. And the producers were probably trying to get that moment where Shayna interferes and Shane and Natalie's relationship earlier. Yeah. And it didn't happen. And it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, Then the the Indian couple. Shake and deep tea. That was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. But at the same time, I did want them to work out. I did really bad. It did feel that he was genuinely trying. The one thing he kept saying was, she's amazing. She's the best girl. She's really dope. But I don't want to rip her clothes off. I don't have that animalistic primal instinct. Yeah. Which on a show called Love is Blind... Mm-hmm. There's no room for. No, that's why Vanessa was like, you're on the wrong show. He was. But I do think that his experience is one that I think we needed to see. Mm-hmm. Because the re- truth of the matter is that sometimes you do click with someone in a way that you can't explain. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's just not a f-ing sexual attraction there. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, and we've talked about this, you, you do need both. In order for your relationship to exist. that chemistry compatibility conversation. Yeah. And what we decided is you basically need both. (laughs) I think it was Shane who was like, just get drunk and her. And I was kind of like, yeah, just do it. Yeah. (laughs) See what happens. I'll tell you (gasps) one of the most amazing moments on the entire show was um, Shake talking to his mom 
about how he wasn't sexually attracted to her. And his mom said, you know what? I'm more on her side than I am on your side because she's an incredible woman and she doesn't deserve anyone to see her any less of a percent of how she is. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, I hope he hears his mother. I thought that was interesting too. Well, that listen, everybody let him have it on the reunion. Shake wow. got it from every angle. Everyone was so angry at him that I'm wondering, like, did we miss some stuff? Like, I get it. He said some f-ed up stuff, but people were big mad at him. We definitely missed something. Something was going on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, congrats to Netflix for continuing to do a good job. But congrats to us. Yeah, we made it some- to the season two. To okay. Also. The both of us. Everybody yeah. deserves a round of applause. Full circle moment. Yay. Hey, ladies, have you heard about the hottest new arrival at Ulta Beauty? Fenty Beauty by Rihanna is now at Ulta Beauty, and us at Ask Ashley couldn't be more excited about it. Yes, not only that, though, you can learn how to achieve the now coveted Fenty face and that game changing glow Rihanna has with the following three easy steps. First, Start with the lightest air foundation for skin that looks like skin all day with Fenty's Pro Filter Soft Matte Longwear Foundation. It's medium to full coverage, pore diffused, and has a shine-free finish. Second, set it off with just the right contour plus highlight with Fenty's Matchsticks Contour Skin Stick. It's easy to blend, long wearing, and it's light as air. Third, protect your glow from shine any place, anytime with Fenty's Invisimat Blotting Powder. It absorbs shine and diffuses the look of pores. And just like that, you have that Fenty face. I wonder if this could get us ASAP Rocky too. Ooh. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? Shop now. Fenty Beauty by Rihanna Ulta Beauty. What time is it? It's question time. What time is it? It's question time. I have to let you know, you've been figuring out how to get some rhythm. You've been catching little shoulder bops. You've been, you know, you're doing something. Thanks, Ash. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. That means a lot to me. It honestly does. No problem, sis. Who wants to go first today? Me or you? Mm, You can go first. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Have you ever hooked up with a friend's sibling? Interesting. No, I haven't. Because your your friend's siblings are not hot or because? <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I guess I never have really had the opportunity. I will say that my first boyfriend was my godbrother's best friend. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the opposite of that. But yeah, either way. Kind of like I dated a sibling's best friend. friend. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I have this weirdo sick ass idea in my head. It's so weird. I'm going to just say it. Okay. So I want my kids to fall two to three years apart with my boy coming first and then my girl. Okay. And I always said that I want it to be so that like when she goes to school, like high school, particularly, she'll always have protection. Mm hmm. But then someone once said to me, like, yeah, but then, like, what if your son's friends are going to want to date her? And I'm like, I don't care, whatever. She'll go to prom every year. Like, all the older guys are think she's hot. You're into it. You're like, isn't that funny? 
It's like a weird thing. Like, you know, you want to be protective, but then it's also like, yeah, but I want my daughter to be hot and have fun too. Like, Ooh. come on. Get it, sis. Don't be Get it, sis. Do that. <laughs> oh, I've also never uh, been interested in a sibling's friend, but my kids might be lined up yeah, perfectly for might it. Might be lined up perfectly for it. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's a question for you, Ash. Talk to me nice. Have you ever had anything get stuck or lost inside your body? You're so shady. Do you know this story so well? Because I called you to walk me through it moment <laughs> by moment. Well, the people don't know. Yeah, I'll share with the people since that's what you really want. <laughs> but if you're going to want to hear this whole story, you're going to have to head over to our premium content because it's a little too much for the regular episode. Yeah. Well, I went to, I did go to the doctor and I did get it out. Good job. Thank you. My turn. Okay. Ashley. Mm -hmm. Have you ever, or would you ever get your butthole bleached? I have never, nor would I, because I don't really care what my butthole looks like. Really? Yeah. I just feel like, I mean, it's a butthole. We know what it's there for. I don't allow entrance. And I'm not a porn star. So I definitely thought that perhaps you were going to say no because you laser as do I, which doesn't make it a thing. Oh, really? Oh, you don't laser all the way. Oh, no, I definitely do. But I didn't know that didn't make it a thing. So now I know. And if I didn't get laser hair removal, I guess that would be something that I would think about. But I would prefer to just do laser hair removal. What's that Kanye song? Now if I this model. And she just bleached her asshole and I get bleach on my t-shirt. I'ma feel like an asshole. Oh, Kanye. All right, last question. Okay, Ash. What's one thing that helps you decide whether or not you can trust someone? Um, how loose they are with other people's information in their lives. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, because if you have other people in your life that you're equally as close to and you feel comfortable mm-hmm. sharing their business with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me wonder mm-hmm. how much of the things I share with you I can trust you with. Okay. Because loose lips sink, sink ships. Yeah, they do. So yeah. I think that's on the friendship side, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to men, I would probably say the one thing that helps me trust someone is the consistency of what they're saying aligning with their actions. Yeah. That tells me who you are. Okay. Those are good. Because when I thought about it, I was like, I don't know. How do I decide whether or not to trust someone? But that's good. Definitely on the friendship side, because I've had acquaintances that like just tell all their friends business. And I'm like, oh, wow, I can't tell you anything. Can't tell you shit. Uh-uh. I know. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes. If they're talking to you about their friends, guaranteed they're talking to their friends about you. A hundred percent. Okay. Good one, Ash. Yeah. Let the people know. Well, listen, if you're not already a subscriber of our bonus content that comes on Apple Podcasts, go and handle that today. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to hear that answer. You're going to want to know what Ash got stuck inside her. Period. It costs $2.99 a month. So for a mere $36 a year, you can support your favorite podcast and you get to hear all the juicy stuff that doesn't make it to our regular episodes because I have kids and Ashley has a reputation <laughs> to uphold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
But if you don't, no problem. We'll see you guys here back next week. Yep. Mm, Bye. Until next week. Adios. Bye, Ash. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ask Ashley Podcast. And if you want to connect with us, you can find our website at www.askashleypodcast.com. If you're looking to connect with us personally, you can find me, Ashley W., at Dear Young Queen. And you can find Ashley N. at Ashley North Style. 